Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Bill Bean is a world-renowned exorcist and spiritual deliverance minister known as the Spiritual Warrior. Bill helps people all over the planet with things such as attachments, obsession, demonic spirits. His latest book is called Purge. He's got a number of books out there. Bill, welcome back to the program, my friend. Hi, George. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always great to be on with you. I'm looking forward to this, and uh, you have done such great service helping people. How did it start for you? Well, this is uh, certainly wasn't my choice to do this work, George. It started by me uh, being a victim and an experiencer of these things, and I look back on it now, and I could not be where I'm at currently in helping others to become free from this had I not been there to suffer and to have torment and to have these uh, horrific supernatural experiences. So that's where it all began, you know, back in that house as a little boy and um, being physically attacked by demons and other family members were physically attacked as well and it greatly contributed to the destruction of my family. How did you figure out how to fight back? Well, you know, boy, was that ever a process. Um, I bet. Again, from the age of five is when I started having these attacks. And and my mother, she suffered far greater than, than me or anybody else. She suffered more than any other person I've ever seen in my life. So it was uh, it was agonizing for many years. But then I, I had a deep discussion with uh, my uncle Clifford, and I believe I was uh, 13 years old. And he was a devout Christian, and he shared with me that we could take power and authority over these demonic forces um, in Jesus' name, by the power of God. But we had to really be sincere in that and eliminate the fear in doing so. And that's easier said than done, George. So the first battle that I had against demonic forces was back in that house shortly after that meeting and conversation with my Uncle Clifford, uh, this took place after witnessing my mother, Patricia Bean, being picked up by an unseen force and thrown across her room. Oh, and she, uh, she was cut, she was bruised, she crashed into her makeup table. Uh, I was 13 years old, there were five adults present, including her. And George, suddenly after seeing that, all of the fear that I had for, you know, for so long, for it which seemed like an eternity, turned to rage and anger. And at that point in time, for the last 16 months that we lived in that house, we had a Catholic priest involved uh, from a local church that was assisting us. And um, he was bringing mason jars full of holy water to the house. So on that day... I grabbed a Bible and a jar of that holy water, and I began to call these things out. Now, where I made my mistake was demanding that they show themselves. I should have been binding and rebuking and casting them out. But as I was doing this, it was like a scene from a horror film. The house started shaking. Things were falling off the walls. Um, I didn't care. I was so enraged at all the years of abuse and torment and, and, and seeing my mother attack like that again, 
I didn't care about anything. You know, I was ready at that point to trade my fear in for faith. Um, take, and at one point take, during take, this, take George, on. I actually saw these things, as did the adults. Uh, these entities manifest several feet in front of us. And let me tell you, uh, when you're seeing something like that, it is only by the power of God that you can withstand something like that and not turn around and want to bolt. Uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame so you at all. I'll never forget it. That was the first experience. Uh, after that was over with, I felt so drained and exhausted. And um, so that was the first real battle that I had against demonic uh, forces. Again, that took place in 1979 at the age of 13. And then um, I struggled, George, after, you know, we left the house, I think, in, in uh, the next year, and maybe even, uh, yeah, I think it was the next year in 1980. And not long after that, two tragedies occurred. Um, my beloved grandmother, Dora Harvey, uh, suffered a series of heart attacks, and then two months later, my beloved mother, Patricia Bean, uh, had died from a cerebral hemorrhage at uh, the age of 44. So I have no doubt that both of those deaths uh, had a demonic influence because you can throw out the physical uh, attacks, you could throw those aside. Just the mental anguish and strain that was on us in that house every single day was just tremendous. So uh, again, when I look back on that, George, I have no doubt that uh, those demonic forces had a hand in both of those deaths and other family deaths as well. Neither of my parents lived to see the age of 50. Uh, my mother died at 44. My father was shot to death at the age of 48. Amazing. Now, are you seeing an increase in demonic possessions nowadays? And if you are, what's the cause of that? I'm seeing a big increase. I'm more busy now than ever before. And I, I'm so thankful to God. Again, he called me to do this work. I had no intentions of doing this work. God called me, truly called me to do it. Uh, and when I started doing it, um, it was locally here in Maryland. And then all of a sudden, uh, with the media exposure that I've had, including your show, uh, it exploded into a worldwide type of thing. So I get contacted from people from all over the world. Uh, the cases have greatly increased in this last year, and I attribute that to the current state of affairs that we are in. Now, let me be very clear on this, that uh, I don't call myself a prophet. I wouldn't dare do so. Um, I have had so many divine experiences in my life, along with the evil that I was immersed in. Um, God does give me messages, but what I'm about to say, God did not tell me, but I feel strongly that we are in the last days. I truly believe it. I think that we are on the cusp of something momentous taking place. A great and terrible day is coming, and I think this is why there's such an increase. I think that God, Yahweh, has allowed the devil to have this short time on the earth to sort of wreak havoc and have his way, and it is affecting so many people, George, and I Furthermore, I feel that all life operates on frequency and vibration. Sure. Because if Yahweh spoke the world into existence, he did that by the frequency and vibration of his voice. And if that's true, then 
the frequencies and vibrations of people are being manipulated by the prince and the power of the air, the devil, which is the prince and the power of the airwaves, and he knows how to manipulate those frequencies and vibrations, and this is why so many people are struggling and having such a terrible time, and this is why we have so much um, negativity in the world and all these horrible things that are taking place because the devil wants people to be on low, on low frequency, low vibration. And when a person is there, they are wide open and susceptible to demonic attack. Now, you have a series of haunting, it's called. There was an episode called Deliverance in Chicago. Yeah. What happened there? Wonderful family, uh, the Nuno family, uh, Isidro and Sandra and Sabrina and Shannon, a family of four. And they were having some awful problems. Uh, I think it went as far back as Isidro's childhood. Uh, He was five years old when he started having supernatural experiences. And um, I think that uh, carried on with him and his oldest daughter, Sabrina, also started to have these types of experiences. So I think that through Isidro's experiences, and and he has um, prophetic gifts, some people would call that uh, psychic gifts. I would call it prophetic gifts because God gifts us with things, and obviously he gifted him with having those types of experiences and capabilities. And so Sabrina, the oldest daughter, has that as well. And I think it's a case, when you really break it all down, I think that the devil was really trying to stop them from being where God wanted and needed them to be. So they began, and and Sandra also, you know, they're wonderful people, George. I love them dearly. Um, Sandra also, you know, had she was probably the first one to have an experience in the house, but they had a plethora of experience, seeing full-body apparitions and and seeing demonic entities as well and being attacked by demonic entities. And I was there personally, uh, I think I've been there three times, they are in Chicago, and um, they... Uh, Chicago seems to be a hotbed for these activities, huh? Absolutely. There's a reason for it. You know, there are other families uh, in the Chicago area that I've been to frequently over the years. So, yes, you're exactly right. But they were having a plethora of experiences, and I could feel it um, even before... I went into the home. When I got out of my rent-a-car there in Chicago and started to approach the house, I could feel it. I could feel the overwhelming presence of evil. And I went through that entire home uh, from the very upper part of the house down into the basement area where the activity was uh, worse. And the reason that I believe that uh, demonic activity thrives in, like, basements and closets and dark areas Again, these are hidden places. These are places in darkness, and that's where they want to be. So as an exorcist deliverance minister, I have to be very thorough in what I'm doing. Uh, It's quite a process because, you know, when I walk into these situations, I I say the first thing I do is I say a prayer outside to bless the land and the, the property, and then going inside, I say more prayers, including a house blessing prayer. And then after that, I have to sit down with the family and I become a counselor. And I have to know what's going on. Uh, we have to get all of this stuff up and out and off. And then I can engage it in spiritual warfare by the power of God working through me 
to bind and rebuke and cast it out. But um, the devil deals in legality. So if he has a legal right to be there, he will take that to God and say, I can be there in this person's life because of this, this, and this. And that's why it's so important for us to go through the process of being thorough and getting out. It's not that I want to know everybody's deep and dark secrets. I have to know it so we can get rid of it and get this junk up and out and off. Have you been attacked yourself recently? I I have... uh, I wouldn't say that, well, I guess I could say that demons through people have tried to attack me, and I've been in, I've been in life-threatening situations, George. I mean, with guns, with knives. Uh, one person broke a window and took a shard of glass that was about 12 inches long, tried to slash me and other family did members. Did they know who it. you were? Yes. They did. But when these, yes, these demonic forces... George, they, you know, you're uh, when you're dealing with this kind of stuff, and I've been immersed in this now since 2013. Um, it's a never-ending journey, and it's just uh, the people change, but the the objective never changes. And so, of course, the devil knows who I am and his minions, and not that I'm anything great. I'm nothing special. I'm just somebody that God works through to help people. But I bet I he can... would give his right arm to get you out of the picture. Yes, and if not for the love and blessing and favor and protection of God, I would not be here right now. I'm convinced of that. There's no doubt about it. Well, stick around, because we need you to keep fighting the good battle, my friend. I will be there for sure, as long as God will have me to be there. But I could tell you, George, I've been in situations to where when I came out of it, I uh, going into somebody's house in the early afternoon and coming out at like 4 or 5 in the morning, it just being so exhausted and, and going to a diner and just sitting there with my head in my hands, just nothing left, and praying that God would give me the energy oh my God. to either get back to my hotel or drive home. You know, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. I, I couldn't, you know, when I have these moments of reflection, I just, there, there's no humanly, uh, no human aspect or no way humanly possible that I could endure just the travel uh, that I went through for so long, and I was so burned out that I was waking up in hotels not even knowing where I was. Um, just it, it was all God that was getting me through this. But, uh, you know, maybe someday, George, I'll write a book about all these experiences. I don't think anybody will believe it, but uh, huh. trust me, it's true. What is the What do the demons want, Bill? What do they want with us? They want to kill, rob, and destroy. So the devil, and what I'm about to say, I probably get a lot of heat for, um, but when we really look at the picture, yes, Yahshua, Jesus the Christ, is the son of the Most High God, Yahweh Elohim. I believe the devil's the son of his as well, because Yahweh created everything. So if he created everything, then that means he created the devil and demons as well. Uh, When we look at Jesus being taken up to a high place, and where the devil says to him, if you'll get on your knees and worship me, it's all yours. Who could say that to him? Who could possibly take the Son of God anywhere, number one? And secondly, how could uh, he promise the world to the Son of God if he'd worship him? Well, somebody who thought it was his birthright, that's who. And, uh, you know, this is another topic for another show, but where I'm going with this is the devil... Hasatan, Satan, is um, 
very much about himself, and he thought that the world was his birthright, therefore he was going to be in control of everything, and uh, obviously got jealous uh, when Yahshua Jesus the Christ came into the picture and then really got upset when Yahweh created mankind, which he, I believe, sees mankind as his mortal enemy, and so he sends those demons out to try uh, anything and everything to kill and rob and destroy mankind. That's amazing that uh, he would be so obsessed with destroying us. Yeah, because he's all about himself. So Jesus was selfless, and we see the examples over and over and over again in the Bible, in the Scriptures. He washed the feet of his disciples. So that's how selfless he was, but it is the devil who is selfish. He's all about himself. And he doesn't care if you believe in him or not. He wants you to be uh, believe in you to where you don't need God. You just uh, think that you're the God, and it's all about you. And look at our society today. It is a reflection of those types of beliefs. If God is so omnipotent, Bill, why doesn't he wipe out the devil? He could do uh, it with a brush of his stroke. Just, it's gone. I, I agree with you, but he keeps the devil for a reason. So our God, who created us, does not demand that we worship him. He gave us free will, so we're free to make our choices. However, there is an adversary to mankind that he created and keeps in place due to free will. So we're free to make our choices. However, uh, if we're thumbing our nose at God or if we're just doing any old thing and whatever we want to do, there is going to be a consequence for that, and that is why he keeps the devil there and those demons. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.